What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 28 of Preloaded. My name is Josh Finderup, and I'm joined, as always, by the other half of Preloaded, Jackson Vanover. How are you doing this week, Jackson? I'm doing great, Josh. Um, It's kind of a slower week, but I've been editing a lot. I've been playing a lot of games, so I'm excited to jump in. Yeah, and we got some some interesting news this week. We finally got some uh, Elden Ring news, even though it's uh, not official. We got some Harry Potter news, so if you're looking forward to Harry Potter uh, or Hogwarts Hogwarts Legacy, stick around for that. And uh, we got some news about a potential new hardware iteration on one of the three big consoles. So some very interesting stuff to talk about, and we're going to give our, our grades, if you will, to the current next-gen consoles, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. We're going to talk about how our impressions of those have been going. So we've got a great show for you, but first... You can catch Preloaded every week. We post on both of our YouTube channels. I'm Quest Mode on YouTube, and Jackson is J-V-J-A-Y-V-E-E. If you prefer to listen, you can catch the audio versions over on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you are listening on any of those platforms, we'd love for you to subscribe. And if you're enjoying the show, uh, drop a five-star review and uh, let people know why you enjoy listening. You can also write into Preloaded at the email address preloadedpodcast at gmail.com. And we welcome all of your feedback and your comments, uh, but we'd really love to get your questions. Every week at the end of the show, we dig into our mailbag and read one of your questions right here. So if there's anything you want to hear us discuss next week, drop us an email. Again, it's preloadedpodcast at gmail.com. With all that out of the way, we are going to kick things off as we always do with our segment, What the Hell Have You Been Playing, Jackson? So, Josh, I actually haven't had a ton of time to play games in the last week. Um, I went on a camping trip over the weekend. Um, So long story short, I played the Outriders demo, and I played two hours of it. I think if you've been paying attention to gaming news in general, that's Mm -hmm. kind of a big topic lately. And I think you interacted with some of my tweets, Josh. I was initially... (laughs) very unimpressed um, with Outriders. And I essentially said, if there's nothing nice to say, you shouldn't say anything nice at all, which suggests that there was nothing good about it. Um, I kind of walked that back. I I watched a couple of videos that changed my perspective on the game. And I think it does some interesting things for the looter shooter genre, even though if it's like not for me, I just don't see myself playing this game, but that's okay. So that's really all I've been playing. Nice. Yeah, I saw some people it, it it basically so far looks like it's getting mixed reviews. Uh, I would say maybe a little more negative than positive, but uh, I hope that it is a good game in the end. Yeah, me too. I, I never root for a game to be bad, so that, that's kind of why I <laughs> changed my perspective. Nice. Well, I have been playing more stealth games. I have a feeling this is going to be a broken record. I don't see this trend <laughs> stopping anytime soon. I, I beat uh, Thief Deadly Shadows, which for people who don't know, that's the third game in the Thief franchise. It came out in 2004. For the Xbox and PC, and it was fantastic. Loved this game. Um, I don't know if you remember, Jackson, but we answered a question a while back about what type of trends in gaming might we miss or something like that. And I said, I miss when games were broken up into these very contained levels and you you got into one level, you finished everything there, and then you moved on to the next. And 
this follows that very linear old school structure and the stealth is it's pretty basic but uh it's really really fun and the game holds up visually surprisingly well i can't believe it's 16 years old that's awesome man so you're playing this on pc right yeah i broke out my gaming pc you can you can still get it on if you can find an xbox copy it is out there but i think it's like 60 bucks a pop like it's really rare so i just downloaded it it was like eight bucks on steam patched it up and i'm running it at 1080p uh looks great that's awesome it's it's so cool that you're having a good time kind of uh re living this franchise yeah and just kind of going back and learning kind of like the where the stealth genre uh came from and uh then last night i so i finished that game and then last night i started up uh odd world abe's odyssey new and tasty uh in kind of prep for um uh, Soulstorm, which i'm looking forward to and that game also is you know i played it for about three or four hours last night and uh it's really tough to get into it has a steep steep learning curve but if you get past that first initial uh, hump, it's uh, fantastic. Really enjoying the side-scrolling, stealth, puzzle-solving gameplay there. That's awesome. I, I need to like actually go back and check out that franchise, the original version, because I just I don't really know what that franchise is, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's definitely not for everyone, but if you do enjoy stealth and 2D puzzle platformers there's definitely something here for you it's very challenging uh, it's not an easy game at all uh, but i'm enjoying it awesome man yeah cool so that's what we've been playing we are now going to get into the top stories of the week like i mentioned at the top of the show we actually got some elden ring news it feels like it's been forever since anything actually came out about this game there was a trailer that leaked i'm not sure where this leaked to other than just online and uh it's a kind of like a, a bootleg-looking clip of a trailer that someone shot on their cell phone. And I thought it, from what we could see, I thought it looked great. Um, we didn't get to see a whole lot of gameplay. There was like some horseback riding and whatnot. But um, that kind of implies that maybe there's a official reveal coming soon. We do know that this game has been, at least it's been rumored to have been delayed internally several times. Some people have suggested it's not even coming in 2021 which wouldn't surprise me, um, but uh, an official reveal may be coming. Some people had speculated that it would be at the Xbox, the rumored Xbox showcase coming up, and Aaron Greenberg, who's you know one of the marketing heads over there, he flat out denied that that was the case, but he didn't deny that there was an Xbox event, so that's interesting. Yeah, this, this whole situation is interesting. Um, I think it's hard to look at what was shown and deny that it's real. So I think that's a good thing. Like, there's no speculation on whether this is not Elden Ring, right? Um, as far as I can tell. And from the footage that was shown, I, I really like how it looks. It almost looks more wide open than the Soul series, which I expect some kind of evolution, right? I mean, this is a new franchise. It's still uh, FromSoft, right? But... You know, it's George R. R. Martin. So much is kind of um, writing on it. And ever since that first trailer was revealed, I think it was only 2019. So it was really only two years ago. Um, people have been really hyped about it. So I am with you, Josh. I don't expect this to come out this year. And I don't expect them to show it at, a, at, a, at an event soon. Maybe during whatever E3 is going to be this year or after that. But I don't expect it soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I agree. It looked great. And on the point of it being more open, there has been, I think they've even confirmed, I think Miyazaki himself, I always worry that I'm saying his name wrong, <laughs> has confirmed that this is an open world game. Okay. So that's different from, you know, all the other Souls games. I imagine it'll still have some of that winding level structure, but um, 
right. his open world. Again, and that horseback riding scene, which implies that maybe there's you know some quicker traversal here. Right. It'll be interesting to see kind of how it functions. Um, we've seen some like quasi Souls style games that have been presented in an open world form. Um, but I, I think FromSoft are really, they're the people that should be making the the open world Souls game. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting to look forward to. That'll be one I'll definitely be playing when it comes out. Uh, next, we got, uh, speaking of open world games, um, Hogwarts Legacy had an interesting story. I actually love this story. They're going to be including trans-inclusive character options within the character creator, so body, voice, and gender will all be separate options, and you can mix them and match them however you like. Um, and some members of the team internally apparently have been pushing for this you know, really hard since uh, J.K. Rowling had some unfortunate comments about you know, trans-gender... Uh, I don't know what you would what you would call it, just issues in general. Um, if you've been following the story, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyways, this game has been delayed. It's coming out uh, later in probably 2022, I believe, is or at least out of 2021. Right. And um, you know, you added this comment uh, in the doc, Jackson, and this is a really good point. You know, this is not a new thing for video games. L- plenty of video games have done this. I even think Immortals: Phoenix Rising had uh you know mix and match options but they were that was such a minimal editor my hope here is that with this being kind of an in-depth action rpg uh that this character creator gives a lot of options and maybe people who identify as transgender can create a character that actually represents them a bit more accurately that's very well said josh yeah i mean i i just hope that it seems like the intentions behind this. Number one, people always sort of uh, criticize intentions of why someone will be doing this. Is this pandering? Is this this or that? I mean, you guys, if you're in this com- larger community, then you've read those conversations. Um, being a part of the Assassin's Creed community, I see that stuff all the time about representing female assassins, for example. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it seems that this team internally has been pushing for this. This has not been just something... Uh, someone at the very top decided and they said, ah, let's just throw it in the game. Like they're passionate about this. That's what these reports suggest. And so um, right now I have no reason to assume that it, they're not going to do a great job with it. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. Yeah, me too. Uh, and uh, this game is being developed right here in Salt Lake City where I'm from, which is uh, kind of interesting. We don't awesome. have very many game developers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, next this is kind of a quick one. Epic Games um, spent some of their Fortnite cash recently and bought Mediatonic, who is the developer of Fall Guys, if you're not aware. So Fall Guys is now a uh, a first-party Epic franchise, and it doesn't seem like this is going to affect much as far as Fall Guys goes. It's still going to be on all the platforms, PlayStation. It's coming out still for Switch and Xbox, uh, and it, even Steam. It's still going to be on sale on Steam. So... Um, not sure what this affects really, other than maybe how it's going to integrate with Fortnite. I, I really don't know, Jackson. Do you have any insight onto this? Um, I think right now it's kind of hard to tell um, what this genuinely means. Um, it, it was funny on the press release, Mediatonic specifically says they have nothing to announce right now on whether Fall Guys will become free to play. And okay. when you hear Epic, um, you think free to play because of Fortnite. And just how successful that franchise is and how they've monetized a free game. Um, yep. And so you kind of wonder, is that going to bleed into Fall Guys? But they are uh, mum on that as of now. So 
I fully expect for Epic to to push some kind of influence into Fall Guys. Uh, it, we'll have to see. Yeah. So if uh, you are into Fall Guys, hopefully this uh, leads to some exciting developments. But uh, very nice that if you play on console or Steam, you won't have any issues to worry about. Next, and lastly, for our final story, top story, uh, there was a big leak. I don't know if this is was a leak. It seemed like it. But anyway, there's a you know rumor that Nintendo is going to announce or reveal a upgraded Switch model later this year. This has uh, been rumored for a very long time, but some new information came out. This was reported by Bloomberg that it is going to have a bigger display, a 7-inch display, which I think actually pretty much covers... If you were to take the current switch and just remove that huge bezel, that's pretty much the size that we're talking about. Surprising to me, it's a 720, apparently, a 720p OLED screen. OLED isn't what surprised me. I was just surprised that it's 720p, not 1080p. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, but it will output, apparently, to televisions to 4K, so that's good, and consumes less battery, higher contrast, faster response time, which I'm not sure the response time on the current switch was an issue, but... Um, that's kind of what we're hopefully all looking forward to. I do think that this would behoove Nintendo uh, so they can keep up with the current generation, even though this will still be a step behind. But, um, you know, it'll still also be handheld. So they'll have that going for them. Right. And I think that's the the um, concession, right? It's that it's 720 when handheld, but 4K when on a TV. So that's totally like the kind of gamer I am. That's totally fine for me. That's not going to bother me. Um, when I dove deeper into this, people were pointing out that the PlayStation Vita, the latest version, had an OLED panel. And so yeah. if you remember the Vita, if you had a Vita, like it looked pretty great um, for what yep. you were getting. So that's exciting. And then, like you mentioned, the the bevel. Is it bezel or bevel? Oh, it might be bezel. I, I might have said bevel. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. um, the bezel, uh, yeah, should be thinner. Because if you look at a Switch right now, it doesn't look bad, but it looks a little clunky. It looks a little dated. Um, yep. so, uh, I'm just expecting a better version and I'm going to grab this thing if I can. Um, truth be told, I, I'm kind of excited to get back into my switch a little more if they, uh, go ahead and reveal this. And I don't know when they're going to reveal this. They actually said in February that they weren't sure if they were going to, uh, talk about a new switch soon. And, you know, who knows what soon actually means. So, yes. So I did um, do a little bit of reading and apparently they, uh, well, this Bloomberg article said that it, they are going to ramp up production in June, according to whatever source they had. And that to me implies that this could be like a holiday release. And I, I would, if that's the case, I would bet money that, well, you know, I was going to say that maybe, uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 would release alongside it, which I think would be smart. But then again, um, they've been so mum on that game that I, I'd be kind of surprised if it released this year. But um, so I'm going to backtrack that. But it, <laughs> it is possible that maybe that's what they do. You know, that would sell this thing like hotcakes. Yeah, you know, do that. the Switch um, actually released in spring. I don't know if a lot of people remember that. I think it was a March release. Yeah, well, just turned four like yesterday. It was the four-year anniversary. It was all over Twitter. I don't know if you saw those tweets, but right, yeah, just yesterday, four years. And so, um, I, I mean, this report says this year, all of the production challenges that every single major software developer has been facing and hardware developer, uh, I can see this delayed to March next year, and for the five-year anniversary or around there, we get the new Switch with uh, Breath of the Wild too. Yep, that would be. 
how it'd be exciting. So uh, we will all stay tuned for that. Of course, uh, when new information comes out on any of these games or the Switch next or whatever it is, we'll uh, talk about it right here on Preloaded. But with that, we are going to take our first break. When we get back, we are going to talk about next-gen consoles and how they're doing so far. We'll be right back. And we're back. We are now going to get into our deep dive discussion of the week. And this week, we are going to give our grades on the next generation consoles, the Xbox Series X. I would say the Series S, but neither of us have a Series S. But we are going to also talk about the PlayStation 5. Jackson, uh, how are you feeling about next gen consoles right now? Um, I would say that certainly out of the honeymoon phase and... I think I fell out of the honeymoon phase pretty quickly, uh, to be honest with you. Like, probably by the end of 2020, I had kind of, you know, realized, yeah, this is next gen. It's uh, a slightly better version of what we had before. Um, Some things feel slightly more next gen than other things, but um, for the most part, and by the way, I understand the privilege of everything I'm saying. I'm very lucky to have a console, um, but at the same time... um, yeah, really comparing to what we had before, there are already some features that are awesome that I've gotten used to that feel normal now. So I think that's really what we're trying to kind of parse out here. Yeah, for me, the biggest feature that I've noticed when playing games on my new consoles, and I'm going to sound, I'm going to echo what probably everyone else has said about the new consoles, but it's the load times. The right. uh, faster load times have really been um, great for me, particularly on games where you know, getting into stealth games. I've been playing games where you have to quick save a lot and then load. It's just trial and error. Hitman was that way. Um, I'm playing Abe's Odyssey right now, which is also that way. You quick save, you load your quick save, and you do that multiple times uh, in levels. So it's been great for that. As far as uh, graphics, really, I mean, honestly, the only game I've really noticed the updated uh, visuals on is uh, Demon Souls and Cyberpunk, but Cyberpunk's a whole other story. Um <laughs> It was nice that I was able to play that game, whereas people who had old gen consoles basically couldn't. So, um, but yeah, I'm really actually I'm 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 loving my next gen consoles, but it's not like I boot up my PS5 every day and I'm like, oh man, thank goodness I'm not playing on my PS4 anymore. Aside <laughs> from maybe those load times, right? And I think if you want to compare it, um, I think I play. I mean, maybe not lately, but I play comparatively more PC games, right? um than you and for me if i don't have a pc game installed on an ssd it takes longer obviously it's just on the hdd it takes longer to load and so like Mm -hmm. the fact that that is just that is uh, a default state of the next gen consoles it can't be understated how cool that is and then um one one other thing is uh quick resume is kind of insane um I, i think the tech there they really found something that's impressive i don't know that it's something that you constantly think about um, and are thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. But it's incredible that I can unplug my Xbox, plug it back in and play a game to, that I played two like months ago. And mm-hmm. that thing's quick resumed. So yeah. that save state where I was, 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 is there. And so kind of the days of, unless there's other issues like games um, not saving because they crashed or something like that, quick resume really is uh, impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't use my Xbox as much as my PC. I have uh, definitely gamed on it uh, for sure, but uh, I haven't really taken advantage of Quick Resume. Okay. Um, I will say that on PS5, and it's probably the same on Xbox, 
you know, when I, so the loading times are affect not just in-game loading times, but when you actually boot up the game, it's really, it's much faster. And that actually is part of what persuaded me to switch. Recently, I've, I've, I pretty much have made the switch, I think, from physical to digital because uh, I just got tired of, I was playing multiple games at once and I got tired of swapping the discs out. But right. also just when you boot a game up, like 10 seconds, you're playing the game. I think it was Miles Morales. I was so impressed with how quickly you're just in the game once you boot it up, uh, even if it's, uh, you know, shut down and you open it uh, point blank. Right. And um, it is kind of astounding. Um, but I feel like, you know, is that sort of wow factor going to be limited to games that um, release around launch? I, I think you see that with a lot of console generations. It's like the big new thing that feels innovative really happens towards the beginning. And then you might have it happen a couple more times with a couple more games. And then maybe you have something just revolutionary at the end of a console cycle when you know more developers have figured out the architecture and how to make games for that um, hardware, right? But yeah. Uh, there's also the issue of so many people can't get these consoles even still. And I don't think that's going to end anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think it is either. And I think if there's, you know, one, it's not really a silver lining. There is, I don't know if there is a silver lining to people not being able to get these consoles, but I will say that with so few genuine exclusives, you're not missing out on a ton of, by not having one of these consoles, in my opinion. Now, easy for me to say, I, I have one. So feel free to trash me in the comments for saying that. <laughs> but, you know, other than Dark, other than Demon Souls, I haven't played anything that I couldn't have played on my last gen console. And um, I guess Cyberpunk, maybe. But, um, you know, we've got like Returnal and Deathloop on the horizon. And I don't know what's on, if there's anything, I don't think there's anything on Xbox that's truly exclusive the medium right um, but it's not like there's this just boatload of games that you can't play on a ps4 or an xbox one um and yeah i don't feel like it's like previous generations where you're missing you might be missing out on a ton by not having these right it's easy for me to say and and i think um i think more than anything hype and uh just the the idea of not being able to do the new thing is driving yeah. is driving you know the, this next gen console generation at least so far instead of oh my god this thing does something so cool that you just have to do it like I, I can't think I mean we did list some cool features that we've gotten used to by now but I can't think of something like like the quality of the Wii I can remember being uh, how old was I I was twelve when the Wii came out I can remember being twelve and losing my crap because <laughs> i just needed it because it was so cool it was just so pushing the boundary you don't get that here yeah no i think it's part of it is just like the peace of mind as kind of a hardcore gamer the peace of mind of knowing that i am getting at least on console the best experience that is available uh there, that is nice not gonna lie but it's not always uh terribly noticeable in fact i mean i've been playing games on some of my old consoles I played Splinter Cell uh, Chaos Theory on my PS3, and not once did I say, man, these load times are just killing me. And that <laughs> was one of those trial and error games. So there you go. You know, it's not like I went back and was just like, oh, this is so archaic. And that's two generations back. Uh, yeah. Graphics, of course, were, were another story, but um, 
Yeah, that's, it's, that's it, kind of an interesting anecdote, you know? It, it, that is interesting, because you made me just think, like, of Skyrim. Skyrim is a situation where you absolutely would feel that way, because it came out on 360, and it was near the end of that console cycle, and loading times would be, like, two minutes to go <laughs> from an interior mm-hmm. to an exterior. Um, but that's that's a result of that game, like, the, the games getting more complex, not, you know, it, not an issue of the console, right? Um, yep. It probably is an issue of the console to a lesser degree, but what I'm trying to say is that like, it feels like now we're at a place where the games have evolved graphically to a certain point and the hardware seems to now be keeping up. Um, and, yep. and if that's something that you really, really care about, then sure, next gen's great. But um, it's a, I'd say overall, it's actually a little underwhelming for me. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I, I wouldn't describe it as underwhelming, but I would just say, I, as I'm kind of racking my brain here, I can't really think of anything that's just outstanding about the next generation of consoles that, where I would say to someone, you got to have this thing. Yeah. Um, again, other than maybe the exclusive games, and really the only one I can think of is Demon Souls. Um, that's it. We'll see how uh, Returnal shapes up and Deathloop. I, I'm looking forward to both of those games. And then Ratchet and Clank, that's another one. Uh but I even those I don't. The, while those won't be available on other consoles, I do think that they're visually not going to be leaps and bounds ahead of where we were with the PS4 uh, or the Xbox One. Also, um, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to go somewhere else with that. But um, yeah, I, I I I like my PS5. I like my Series X, but I don't feel like uh, I, I would I would get by fine without them. Um, yeah. I'd be I'd feel like I'm probably missing out, but don't feel like it's a necessity right i could live um i could live without them really so i know i just said underwhelming but if i were to like give these a i don't know if we're doing letter card grades on a report card here but go for it <laughs> sure yeah i would give my playstation a b plus just because i i really like new tech and that's the new like the next geniest feeling of them and then mm-hmm. i give my xbox a b i mean it gets the job done yeah, I would probably give them both a, the same grade, a B plus. I, I, I enjoy them both, and uh, you know, really like uh, Game Pass, even though that's not a next gen thing. Uh, Microsoft gets bonus points for that. Um, <laughs> I will also say I signed up for PlayStation Now recently, and that's not too shabby of a service either. Um, there's there's some good stuff there. So awesome. If you're on a PS4 and you want to get something like Game Pass, I think PS Now is finally catching up a little bit. Anyways, yeah. So that's our impressions of next-gen consoles real quick were there any favorite games you've played on your next-gen consoles gosh i'll say miles morales um okay is is actually really special in my book um nah beyond that nothing really sticks out yeah and for me i've mentioned it a hundred times demon souls and then also hitman 3 uh even though hitman 3 you can get on uh you know many platforms but it was great love that game anyways let us know if you are, uh, I'd love to know if you have been able to get a console or if you're still having a hard time. Uh, if you are having a hard time, we wish you luck. Hopefully you were able to get one by the time these exclusives do drop. And um, yeah, if you are, if you do have a console, let us know in the comments how you're enjoying them. And with that, we are going to take our second break. And when we get back, we're going to dig into our mailbag. And we're back. We are now going to take one of your questions as we dig into our mailbag. If you want to have your question read next week on the show, you can write in to the email address preloadedpodcast at gmail.com, and we read all of your messages, so we very much look forward to them. 
And we got a bunch of questions this week. So thanks to everyone who wrote in. But we are taking a question from Mateus. Hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, who asks, question for you. What are your feelings regarding New Game Plus? Do you ever play it? I have never, don't really see the point. Am I missing something here? What makes a good New Game Plus for you? So Jackson, I'm going to kick this over to you. Okay, Matthias, thanks for uh, sending this in. Um, from the top down, I have to like, I think you have to decide in your head, are you someone that replays games or not? Um, some people just don't ever replay a video game. And if they do, it's a very rare occasion. So if that's the case, um, then New Game Plus is not for you. But if you do replay games, that's where I think New Game Plus is awesome. If you're playing a game that's not like endless, like um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I think it'd be hard to like, <laughs> like justify. I mean, people have complained legitimately about New Game Plus not being there yet, but man, that game takes forever to finish mm -hmm. everything. So um, the point of New Game Plus is to make your experience coming back more than just replaying the game like the first time you played it. Um, if if revisiting the same story again is not compelling to you, New Game Plus will um, extend certain gameplay features, um, extend the levels, for example, beyond something that was you know uh, capped before. It's it's you know raised. So that's what I would say the the point of New Game Plus is really. Yeah, and for me, I personally don't play, or I don't think I've ever played a New Game Plus before. So I'm right there with you. Matthias, I don't think you're necessarily missing something. I just think maybe it's not for you. It's not for me because I have never been one to replay games until recently. You know, again, going back to my kind of stealth fascination, that genre is built to tempt you to replay levels, not necessarily the entire game, but like the games I've been playing, like Hitman, you know, you replay level after level after level. And um, that's the closest I've gotten. Replaying an entire game just to experience it over again or maybe get a trophy or something like that has never been something that's felt worth the time for me there's just too many games out there uh, <laughs> for me to play uh for me to play a game all over again the, the closest i've gotten recently was demon souls i finished it and man i'm talking about that game a lot lately but <laughs> i finished it and the, the first thing i did was jump into a new game plus and i probably would have played it but then i got thinking in my brain wait a minute i've got all these other games on my backlog I need to get to those. So I put it down and I haven't touched it since. So anyway, that's my take on it. Right. And and like the Souls games are a great example of New Game Plus. Like they're kind of in a way designed to be picked up and played again because mm -hmm. you, you push the upper limit of what you could do. Um, another uh, series, it's about to be relevant again, Mass Effect, the original Mass Effect and actually the sequels as well. You, you play to get to a certain level, but then you immediately pick up New Game Plus again try out different choices if you're playing a choice-based game new game plus gives you another opportunity to see different outcomes so yeah. um th there's many reasons for new game plus but if you're not one to replay games then it doesn't really matter yeah yeah but you know do what you like if you're a fan of new game plus play it if not don't play it and uh, there's nothing wrong with either way absolutely so with that uh thank you very much for the thoughtful question Again, if you want to write in uh, and hear us talk about something next week, it's preloadedpodcast at gmail.com. And again, we appreciate all of your messages. And even if you just have feedback for the show, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, with that, Jackson, before we sign off, uh, did you have anything to plug on your channel? Yes, I have a huge video coming out probably later the day that this um, podcast is uploaded. 
about my kind of my final thoughts on Valhalla. Lots of work went into this um, pretty crunch to, to get it to the finish line, but I'm excited to share it with you guys. So yeah, check it out there on social media. I'm at JV on YT. Exciting. I will definitely check that out. Uh, on my channel, I am still plugging away on my uh, next video. It is a ultimate preview. So my ultimate preview format is coming back. It's going to be a preview of Deathloop. I think that game looks fantastic. The more research I do, the more I'm looking forward to it. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and with that, we are going to sign off. If you are listening on any of the audio platforms, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review. We'd love for you to drop a five-star review. And uh, we are now going to sign off. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.